What's going on you guys? This is Chance from So About Yesterday and I'm here to talk to you about a very exciting website that's all about video games. If you love video games as much as the next person or are overwhelmed by all of the news sources talking about video games, well there's one place that gives you all the important news that you need to know. Red Frames Gaming, created by a gamer for gamers to get up-to-date information on news, tournaments, highlights, and so much more. If you want to join the action, tag your clips and highlights on Instagram at Red Frames Gaming. Once again, at Red Frames Gaming. Or DM for a feature on the page. For Red Frames Gaming swag, check out their website at redframesclothing.com. Once again, it's redframesclothing.com. What's going on, you guys? This is Chance from So About Yesterday, and in this episode, we're going to talk about being a sellout. And I'd like to read an email we received in regards to the last episode about Sarah's Secret. So if you haven't heard Sarah's Secret yet, please pause right now and listen to that episode. It's very crucial uh, that you listen to it. Because if I read these emails, they're not going to make sense. But let's go ahead and move forward with it. Uh, the first email I got from Jacob from Michigan, and he said, you know, Sarah, you are extremely the bravest person I have ever like met in my life. Even though I didn't meet you, I felt like I knew you and your story, and I really appreciate you being as honest as you were. I just wanted to say that I really appreciate everyone that did reach out. Because um, it just meant a lot uh, to know that someone either felt better by me saying that or was listening so i really appreciate all the nice things people said and um, i get a lot of great feedback even in person so it was awesome i really appreciate all of our listeners um and if and in this episode if there's anything that you want to say and you know you want to share please email us at soaboutyesterday at gmail.com and we're definitely going to go ahead and pick out our favorite responses and just read it so you guys can hear what each other thinks. So let's go ahead and start our episode on So About Being a Sellout. And we're here on this rainy Wednesday, and I have my host, uh, Sarah and JR in the building. Sarah, how are you doing, homegirl? Oh, I'm doing good. How about you, JR? I'm chilling, man. I'm just chilling, relaxing. So you're relaxing, just like a... I'm pretty fucking high. I'm not going to lie. I'm just high as fuck. That's high on life, girl. (laughs) Um, But um, before we go any further... uh, Sarah, you know, once again, on behalf of our cast, crew, everyone, we are very grateful and thankful uh, that you shared that intimate story, you know, with us. And you, this is your home. This is a safe space. And um, I want to say that my wife was just very hurt. She was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that happened to Sarah. She's such a strong, amazing woman. So you, wife. you got an army of, like people that are like riding for you and have your back and thank you you know i just thank you thank you jane thank you thank you thank you thank you (laughs) thank you thank you thank you thank you but um yes so uh outside of the thank yous just tell me just how how was your week at all you know was it was it you know 
anything good and, and crazy? It was good. I had a good week. Uh, I don't think anything too crazy. Um, just the huge. Just a regular old, you know, went to class, work, the typical things. Uh, I've been watching a lot of TV because uh, my mom was visiting and she was right. home. So I have more opportunity to catch up on my shows. I'm real excited because Mindhunter is back on. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I have to go and check that out. That tonight. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm super excited. That is an amazing uh, show. Good. That is, boy. That's that's dope. That is that is super cool. Mindhunter. But uh, speaking of hunting and minds, which is a terrible segue, but I love my cheesy segues. Uh, JR, how was your mind? How was your week? How was, how was, how was, uh, how's your hunting? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you guys because I think one of the episodes we, we mentioned about talking about honesty, I had a pretty fucking shitty week, man. Been dealing with some shit at home, uh, been pretty stressed out. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because. I'm no different than anybody else. I'm not going to fucking lie to you and I'm like, yo, it was a great week. No, man. Shitty week, just dealing with shit at home, man, and then going to work, doing that everyday grind like everybody else, and just trying to trying to push. That's it. But on the brighter side, I'm fucking smiling. You know what I mean? You know just got to stay positive, man. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you're home. We're glad that you're here. And I think that's the beauty of kind of doing these things is that we have our little sessions every week and just kind of kind of recharge and um, just kind of link up. But uh, but essentially, just speaking of linking up, recently in the news, Jay-Z actually linked up with the NFL in regards to bringing some change within it. Uh, so for those of you who may not know or probably already know, uh, with We'll start this from the beginning. I'll make this really short and quick. Uh, in the beginning, you have Colin Kaepernick, who started his kneeling just to show that he doesn't feel like he should rep, he should salute or, you know, show, shouldn't salute a country that doesn't show favor towards people that look like him. Now, before he started this kneeling, he went ahead and actually had a friend that served in the military and consulted to make sure that he was being as respectful as possible to kind of show his, you know, his, his disappointment with the country that he lived in. After Colin Kaepernick, uh, Colin Kaepernick went ahead and kneeled. That created a lot of uproar. You guys can Google this. And then fast forward into the Super Bowl. Um, Jay-Z was asked to be a performer. And then Jay-Z publicly stated that he did not want to go to the Super Bowl because he thought that the NFL was making a mockery of people that were brown, not just black, brown, but just making a mockery of people of color. And um, he said, you know, in his song uh, that he said, I think it was an ape shit song that he did with Beyonce, I don't need the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl needs me. And now we're fast forwarding, like a year later since that song came out. And now after Jay-Z publicly came out talking against the NFL and the treatments of its players' free speech. Uh, Jay-Z is now um, at the table and is working alongside of the NFL, excuse me, bringing his Rock Nation brand to bring brand awareness uh, to the, uh, to bring like, uh, how can I say, uh, I guess uh, not bias, but to bring 
to bring race awareness to the NFL and to be the selector of future musicians to play at the NFL. Uh, but you guys can Google this, but today's episode is just all about selling out. And essentially, we are just going to talk about the whole Jay-Z situation very slightly, but just talk about does being a sellout to help your community actually mean it's a bad thing? So I'll start off first because I know I always ask questions, Um, but does going out of your environment and doing something that people in your community and your peers aren't doing, selling out? I'll say this, Uh, when I grew up, I was a very privileged young man. I was a black kid that went to an all-white private school, and a lot of people that looked like me said that I sold out simply because I didn't know any of the songs on Notorious B.I.G.'s first album, but I knew all the songs on maybe like a Sting album or a Coldplay (laughs) album. And for the fact that I wanted to advance myself academically i wanted to enrich my mind and i wanted to do something to make the world a better place i was being chastised for that and i was being told that i was a sellout so everyone has their own definitions of a sellout Uh, and actually i went online just to give an unbiased straightforward definition of sellout and a sellout according to dictionary.com Informal is a person who compromises his or her personal values, integrity, talent, or the like for money or personal advancement. So we all know that in life, in order to do things, of course, you need to have a certain acumen. When you go to work, there's a certain business acumen that one must have. You can't go to work and act a fool or just cut up like you would with your friends because that's not how you get things done. When it comes to advancing yourself who doesn't want to advance themselves but at the end of the day when it comes to being a sellout i believe that being a sellout a nice way of putting it is being a trojan being a trojan horse for change we understand that there are many things in this world that we don't agree with but we kind of have to align with if we want to go ahead and make it through the day if we want to you know go ahead and get that paycheck and there's nothing wrong with that You can still have your values, but at the end of the day, sometimes we have to do things that we've never done to get things we've never had. And I think that with all the activism that was going around the police brutality, around just social injustice, just everywhere, the kneeling was a great, like Jay-Z said, was a great way to bring the problem, bring attention to the problem. But once again, it takes actual action to, to change the problem. And I know that this problem of just social injustice is is going to live past, you know, our lives. But, you know, once again, just being at the table like Jay-Z is, I think that he has a better opportunity of getting things done compared to a lot of people that have been spending decades and years of their lives to try to get some equality um, in just everyday America. So, yes, Jay-Z, he did speak against the NFL. But once again, it's easy to say and point the finger, hey, you know, these parents aren't good parents. Look at how they let these kids walk out of that household looking like they haven't taken a shower or looking dirty. But if you're a part of that change, you can be that person that just doesn't complain and just talks about what's wrong. You'd be like, hey, you know, 
just making sure you guys are okay. Did you, you know, need any? I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't tell someone that their kid smells bad or anything, but you know, you would just you would be proactive. It's just, I think the better example would just be bullying. If you see someone getting bullied, you'd be like, hey, that's really messed up that you're not fighting for yourself. Or you could be like, hey, let me teach you how to fight for yourself. Let me teach you how to protect yourself. Because right now, in the world that we live in with so much stuff going on, you have a lot of people hashtagging and saying and, and observing and identifying and writing up and summarizing what we already know is going on. But with all that said, there is no proactiveness behind it. And with Jay-Z doing what he is doing, absolutely he said one thing. But A, we need to give this man a chance. B, he's a human being and he has an opinion that changes just like everyone else. You know, at one moment, I, I don't think the same way I did, you know, a few years ago because I've had different experiences. But if you have somebody who is at the table eating with all the quote unquote oppressors or enemies or whatever, that's when the real change can happen. And uh, I just wanted to go ahead and open up the floor for, you know, you guys, Sarah, JR. Uh, JR, I know you're jumping out of your You know seat. what it is? Um, when you said sellout, that just threw me off. I wouldn't say sellout. I would say somebody who took the opportunity to be able to, like, step inside and make changes from within. He's getting an opportunity that no other African-American would be able to have or ever had. Am I correct? If we, somebody could do the research on that. But I believe, like, yeah, there's he, there's been no no one else that uh, is African American that's owned a football team, you, you I mean, at least in that that respect. Right. Yeah, like he's making he's not a sellout. He's somebody who's thinking smart. He's thinking beyond a kneel. And I'm not saying the kneel didn't signify anything. I'm not saying the kneel was a bad idea, but it could have been thought out a little bit differently if it was going to make some changes. Understand, like when he took that kneel, NFL lost money. You get what I'm saying? People were like, I'm not going to watch this. I'm not going to do that. So that loses out money. But if you would have took the time out to have the conversation, and I know there's other ways you can have that conversation instead of going there and and, and taking a kneel and making the NFL lose money. You, what, what do you think is going to happen? Of course they don't want to hire you. Of course they don't want to give you a job. That's like me talking shit about my job all over the world. You get what I'm saying? It's like me, like... Not talking shit about my job, but pretty much shitting on what my job stands for. What the credo is. You, you get what I'm saying? And if you look at that, you, you're going to look at it in a business aspect and be like, yo, you, you kind of messed up some money for me. I don't think I want to do business with you. But if he would have took the time out to done on his own platform, because he, it's not like he's not a superstar. You get what I'm saying? He could have made He could have made more controversy. By stepping out of the limelight and saying, I'm going to take this a large amount of money that I have while I'm still working and, and like put it into this system, put it into this and let it be known or, or build something that would better and, and make more recognition to what the movement was for you. You get what I'm saying? Then taking the nail. Uh, that's that's just. That's just my little thing on that. But for Jay-Z being a sellout, no, he's going to make change within. He's the first one to do something like that. He's he's able to put now the individuals that he wants to be able to put into place to be able to make change that wasn't able to be in there. Now he's a voice. You can't just put Jay-Z in a room and not expect him to 
not be a voice. You get what I'm saying? Now he's going to be able to make these changes. People are always like, oh, he's selling out. He's going to just get paid. He's going to get this. No. He's going to be in there saying, no, I think this needs to change. Not, not just from like a player standpoint, but from everybody's. You, you get what I'm saying? He's not looking for it, looking at it as like just an owner. He wants to make change in it. He wants to bring out like change, like maybe help out the kids who are in college right now who are putting their lives on the line and not nothing's guaranteed for them. They get hurt in these college games. They're not getting paid. And here they are trying to make it to the NFL. He's going to probably make sure that they, they get some kind of recognition or some kind of payment because he's making himself known in this in this field. You get what I'm saying? Um, other than that, like another thing you have to worry about is when you're in there, are you able to make those changes? Do you get lost in, in the sauce? You get what I'm saying? You're in there. Do you like lose eyes on what the prize is like that's what's more concerning to me but I think he he knows what he's doing he knows his name and the things that he's doing is going to make a vital impact on his culture you know what I mean on our culture and and like in, in his in African Americans or any nationality you know what I mean to make changes there to be able to help out people who didn't have the opportunities this is a gentleman who who was raised on the streets, has no college education and is able to step in this field? You get what I'm saying? To build a business? You think he did that? And he would, you know what I mean? He's not going to make any changes in the next next endeavor that he's doing, that he's not going to help out his people. Look what he did for all these other individuals giving out money to get the, the right lawyers for some people, making sure that their voices are being heard. You get what I'm saying? He's doing these things. He didn't just take a kneel. He, he, there's, that's another thing. A lot of people was like, oh, do you know what the kneel all meant? Do you know what the kneel meant? Like, he was saying that not, I think they're taking it out of context. It's like, he wants to make sure that what he, the movement that he's going to do is, is being heard and understood throughout everybody. Not just your opinion of what the kneel meant for you or your opinion which the kneel meant for another person. You know what I mean? It's to fight injustice. But also, the only way you can fight injustice is you have to step into that room. You have to step into that arena where there's nobody else but you in there. You get what I'm saying? You can, you know what I mean? You guys could jump in at any moment. Because right now, I feel as though it's something that we can talk back and forth on. No, I I think... You go ahead, Sarah. I'm just curious because, I mean, I agree with that. I think that putting someone like Jay-Z into the NFL can create a better change for that business. Um, They really need to innovate because they really haven't changed anything um, since the Colin Kaepernick uh, kneeling, what, 2016? It's like three years ago. And we still haven't, I mean, NFL themselves hasn't changed anything really. They've just been kind of staying at the uh, let's not really bring a lot of things up and hope it just gets swept under the rug kind of scenario. I think it would be great to have Jay-Z in there. I don't, and I don't think Jay-Z is a sellout whatsoever. Like I've loved Jay-Z since I was like 10 years old listening to his albums on a school bus. So I'm not gonna, you know, say that. But if I'm wrong, correct me, but wasn't it 
Um, was weren't they considering he was a quote unquote sellout um, because he was uh, potentially going into the NFL to be like a entertainment strategist? And then as he was talking to people, didn't it come out that he was going to? Uh, potentially buy one of the teams. So it almost, I, from what I read, I almost got it. Like people saw him going in as a strategist in order to make a change and uh, to have like Rock Nation kind of change the culture within NFL. Um, right. And it just seemed like uh, being a businessman, he's like, you know what? I'm going to do this, but I'm also going to get mine too, which I don't. I don't fault him for whatsoever. He's got probably enough money to buy multiple NFL teams. If he well, let him do whatever the hell he wants. Right. But I think that's why people were calling it a sellout because it was uh, hyped at this. I'm going to make a huge change kind of scenario. But then it was I'm also going to invest in a football team, which I don't think we should be looking at it as like a sellout scenario. I mean, it could only benefit the NFL rather than hinder it for him to uh, be in there as a strategist and an owner. But I think that's why a lot of people were getting pissed off that he was doing it for personal gain, right? Right. Well, I think what's really sad is that in this day and age, we put our whole kind of, I guess, compass the needle. We're we're, we're depending on an entertainer. I know Jay-Z, haven't met him before. I'm sure he's a great guy. But people are making noise over a very over an entertainer who, by the way, who has been very active in making movies about, you know, police, people such as Khalif Browder, Bowder, Brow, Khalif Bowder, please ex- correct me if I mess up his name. But Jay-Z has been doing a lot of financing for movies with the um, with the Weinstein company to like make movies to bring attention about the injustices that's gone in the system. So Jay-Z, and especially just recently signing Meek Mills, who he himself was a perfect example of the injustices that go on the system. Jay-Z, he, he's very aware of what's going on. What's driving me nuts is that people are putting a lot of energy on one person to carry the weight of all the issues that are happening and that have been happening before Jay-Z was born and so forth. So I think it's just kind of like, hey, this is a problem. Um, I would go out and actually be proactive about fixing the issue, but you know what? I'm gonna leave it to Jay Z to go ahead and fix. Like when did it co- when we when we stop minding our own business and started worrying about other people fixing ours? What bothers me is that they're 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 on top of him about this. And here's the thing: there's like protests here and there, but you know what people do to protest now? They post up on Instagram. They look Hashtag. for the light. Yep. They put hashtags. And yeah, that's the way of the world now. I understand that. But honestly, if you wanted to make a change and make a movement, you need to, it has to be completely like a big thing. Like how it was back in the day, like there was, people would riot. People would lock arms and riot together and stand toe to toe against this injustice, against all this stuff. They didn't, they didn't have somebody post up a picture and then because... I see that picture and I, I think I could I could feel it. I'm gonna like that and that means I'm woke. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Yeah. I think people need to get a better understanding of what's going on. I don't have an understanding of what's going on in the world half of the time. I'm gonna be real. So I can't hate on somebody 
I can't really comment as much as some people are doing about a situation that they never, maybe never been put into. Not saying injustice is not out there, but they never maybe felt. Or, here's another thing. They never did anything about it other than like a photo or a hashtag something. You get what I'm saying? Nobody's out there like out on the streets, you know what I mean, rioting. Not saying they need a riot, but they need to have their voices heard. Have a like a big kind con- of congregation of people talking about these injustices. You know what I mean? Well, and Jay Z did that too uh, from the last Super Bowl because they wanted to get Jay Z, uh, like you were saying, chance about uh, onto the the Super so uh, Super Bowl halftime show. And Jay Z basically said, "Nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that." And furthermore, I'm gonna, gonna ban myself, or you know, I'm gonna take a stance and say like. Um, I'm not going to do it and anyone else that does it shouldn't because you're not giving Kaepernick a, you know, fair employment and you're ruining his career over something that he was making a stance on, you know, politely. So uh, pretty much everyone was like, yeah, we'll follow that. We agree. Um, well, we won't appear. And then people don't, like you said, people don't think about how that affected the last uh, Super Bowl halftime show, because like, no offense, Maroon Five, but that man, that sucked. Didn't SpongeBob SquarePants make an appearance? People were talking uh, more about SpongeBob some, yeah. than they were Maroon Five. I mean, they were making jokes that like <laughs> Maroon Five was just getting like all these house moms hot with his uh, and like how his T-shirt looked like a a pillow on a couch. That's so I mean, nice. it was funny in one sense, but it was probably. On the list of like, you know, top twenty Super Bowl or even top ten Super Bowl uh, plays, it was nowhere near that. And I, I really feel like Jay Z had something to do with that because they couldn't get anyone that was decently nope. notable. And I mean, Maroon Five's all right; they have good songs, but they I mean, do. they're not that hyped up, especially to be on the Super Bowl at that moment in time. Like, it, it really. Uh, it took a lot out of the NFL. Good. Um, and I think he, he makes those... Jay-Z always makes those uh, underlying cuts. Like, he, he... There's a lot of stuff I think he'll he'll do publicly. But I feel like he always does things on a real smooth basis. Um, not to say that he doesn't go out and make a huge change. But I don't, I don't think he ever does it for the recognition of it. Like, I feel like he does things for the fact that he's trying to make a change in something. He's whether trying to make, be, like, his business or the, yeah, yeah the, the culture. He's trying to make it a better place, not just, so that's why I don't think he's a sellout. I don't think he would buy the team just to say, I want more money. I mean, he's always going to look at it that way. Like, we all need to eat. But, like, I don't think that's why he and did it. And it takes money to to sit in a room with some of, the, some yeah. of those individuals. Unfortunately, right. they've been, they're coming from old money. Yeah. Right. He needs to get on that Pays level to money. be able to step into that room. And guess what? Now he's there. That means- Literally 100% of them yeah. are, like, Trump-supporting white old white men. Right. <laughs> like, you can't, you have, like you said, you got to be at the table. You got to be making the plays mm-hmm. that those people are making. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta be able to speak, you know, speak the same talk. Well, like, oh, hold on, what did you just say? I'm in the room now. You can't right. say those things. I'm in yeah. here. Like, no, you're. We're not gonna do that. Right. We're gonna pay them evenly. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Equally. We're going to do this. We're going to make sure they're, they're covered for this and this and that. So that if they do get hurt or this happens, he's going to be in the room to be able to make those changes. Mm-hmm. And don't yeah. forget, it sounds shitty that he's going to make money off of it. But guess what? Like you said, how are we going to eat? How am I be able to do this? Without money, I can't be able to make that change. Without money, no, my voice wouldn't even be heard. No, sir. And, and he's sir. smart. He just keeps going up. He is, but let's not forget, because I'm just recently married. You know, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Yeah. I think we kind of forget about the performance that Beyonce had at the Super Bowl with the Ooh, Black I never Panther forget thing. about that one. So, I love if anything, with Jay Z being the businessman that he is, and having Beyonce, you know, because right next to every strong man or strong woman is their spouse. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Beyonce was just like, look, like this is, you know, he. If you're if you're questioning the authenticity of or the intentions of Jay Z, look at his wife and what she did on national television. So, man, mind you, this is a woman that he vowed to spend the rest of spend the rest of his life with. So, if he's married to a young lady, a talented woman of color who went ahead and made her statement on national television and pissed a few people off. I think it's safe to say that with Jay-Z being in the boardroom, they, him and Beyonce are aligning with one another. They, they both see eye to eye. And, you know, Beyonce is wowing, you know, the moms at home. Jay-Z is just kind of <laughs> doing some 007 type and stuff. I mean, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Beyonce do that before the Kaepernick thing? Because that was like four mm-hmm. years ago, right? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. when I first moved to Michigan, like... That performance was fantastic, right. and she was doing it before you know it was even culturally uh, high on the you know on the talk. Absolutely. It's not like it's never you know what I mean. I'm not gonna say that it's it's never been culturally relevant. It always is. Uh, we have a, a clear problem in the United States, but it it's just that Beyonce kind of started it, mm-hmm. and you're right. It makes sense. I mean, they're. They're a beautiful power couple. I know they've had some ups and downs, it seems like, at least looking at media, but even in their, you know, uh, I've been to their concert, the On The Run tour. Oh, so good. They're both so artistically and politically mind-blowing. And that being said, you you know that there's going to be change. So he's not a sellout chance. So you you can take that, those words back. (laughs) Like well, that's, that's like when you started off that, like I had you lucky I had my my mic on you. Cause I was like, <laughs> motherfucker. How how dare you? I was like, sellout. I, I thought we was aligned on this. I was like, oh, this is good, man. Like yeah, he, he might be able to be Someone's change. gotta play the devil's advocate. No, I have to be the play the devil's advocate and yeah. I totally align. Well, you, you know what? I think everybody in the world right now is playing those devils that devil's advocate. They're they're out there playing him. Like, I'm listening to radio, and I'm hearing all, all these people say these things about him. It's like, oh, if he doesn't do this, we, we know it was all about the money, or it was all about this. Bro, you need the money to make the change. You need to do these things. What are you guys doing? You're talking about a man who's taking the opportunity to, you know, build himself better and do something better to be able to make a bigger change. And on the, 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 the level that you're on, you should be calling out these changes. You should be doing something. Not saying that they're not doing it, but they feel as though what he's not, what he's 
doing is not enough, then what you're doing is not enough. Because what changes have you made? You get what I'm saying? All these people are doing, right. saying all these things. What have you done? Mm-hmm. Have you felt that injustice? Have you lived through it? I live through injustice. I see it all the time. Shit, people come up to me now, and I feel like I, I think I feel it more now than I ever felt it in my life. Like a gentleman talked to me, and he he explains to me, and a customer of mine explains to me that he sees me on a regular. Nice dude, but he was like, "Hey, you should really walk around with your passport." He goes, "You know what, what? I mean?" What? Why? Uh, around this time, you know, yo, ice is coming around, so I just want to make yo. sure you're a nice guy and all. But I want to make sure you, you know I mean, you're okay. Oh you know what I mean? God. Like, I don't want you to just get picked up. You need to make sure you have that stuff. I'm like, what? I was like, first things first. I'm, I'm looking at him. And I'm like, all right, yeah. He was like, I know your people. Like, my, no. what the fuck no. is it? What, what the fuck you mean? You get what I'm saying? No. But you, because he's a customer, you have to be like, you know what, man? I appreciate that. Thank you. But I'm like, no. You know I'm Puerto Rican. Right. <laughs> you know that I'm legal here, right? You get what I'm saying? Like, that's and here's crazy. another thing. Like, I understand that's going on, but for people to make assumptions like that, to say that thing, and it's being so openly, it's like, you know what I mean? It makes me feel kind of in a certain manner. You, you got to understand, like, don't. It doesn't seem like injustice, but that's where it starts because he said that to me. And felt like it was okay. Now, how many other things has he had said that other people thought it was okay, and he just kept on doing it? And now that's being so more openly. But some, like I'm saying, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm losing it. But you gotta just understand, like there, you have to live through these things, and you have to either live through these things and understand what it what it means, and actually go out there and do something. Are you going out? And writing a letter to like your, your your person who you write a letter to, like to your mayor or to the governor or whoever that you feel as though this is what's going on in the world. Because if everybody who felt these things and wanted to make a change, if you wrote the letter and every one of these people who who are saying these things, who are not standing up or you know what I mean, they're saying like, oh, this is so wrong. What are you doing to make that change? If every one of those individuals wrote a letter to the mayors, the governors, or whoever that we need to write the letters to, and they get overflowed with that shit, niggas' minds are gonna be open. You know it's, what I mean? It's like two different sides to a coin, too, because there's now that we're so much more open uh, with like justice in general in the world um, and being open about inclusivity, which I absolutely think should be a thing. Um, the other side of it too is that I feel uh, the political temperature and the people that we have in the White House and the Congress and things like that make it more acceptable to be racist, which is not okay. Because at least me is, I mean, I don't have the background of being uh, targeted, uh, but I have lots of friends that are. Or even at work, I've had, because people are more open to talk about their racism, uh, they just immediately think that I will think the same things. And a woman come up to me, wasn't talking to her whatsoever, but started telling me about how she didn't think 
the woman on the other side of the store should be wearing that hijab.、Mm. And I was like, well, it is America. She do whatever she wants.、Right. She's like, well, I don't think so because I was in France during the bombings, and I don't think you shouldn't be able to see people's faces. You don't know what they're doing. And I'm like, first off, I don't think her face is gonna tell you anything. I'm like, second of all, she, it's you know, she has religious freedom. That's she's doing it by her religious beliefs. So if you don't feel comfortable, then you can leave the store. But I just wanted—I wanted to ask her personally, like, why do you think I would share those feelings? Like, I—I I absolutely do not, and I don't think it's okay if you feel like that. Like, if you're gonna say, "Oh, I don't, you know, want to work with this black man," or "I don't want to like get information from a woman," or that you know that girl shouldn't be wearing a hijab, like, I don't want to know your racist ideas. Just because I'm a blonde white, you know, white girl, doesn't mean that I'm gonna view the same things, and that's where, at least in small, some small token of justice, I at least like to tell people, like, no, you're wrong.、Mm-hmm. You shouldn't say that. I don't agree with you, and I don't want to continue having this conversation.、Mm-hmm. So it does, like you're saying, Jared, it does suck if you're at work and someone says these things, and then you have to. Say all the nice platitudes of like, oh, thank you so much for reminding me about my、uh, passport. It's so kind and nice of you to say that. But you like, you still have to, on one end, be like, no, I'm good. Right. Like you, you there's a super fine line、um, because people just feel like they can say anything anywhere, and I don't think that should. There still has to be some form of manners. I'm not gonna walk into your job and tell you. You know how I believe in abortion because I'm not an insane person. I'm not going to bring up politics and religion when I'm like at the grocery store. And I、you、think、know? the problem is, is everybody's like not willing to say anything and stand up and say something about it in a manner where it would be respected.、Right. Everybody's quick、right. to pull out their phone and flip out, and it's not. It、right. doesn't need to be that way. You can make a change in that person's life right there by talking to them in a manner that is—it's res- it, it, like borderline. Is this person crazy? Like they're talking to me kindly, and I'm, I'm like saying these racial slurs or I'm treating this certain way. No, you're standing up. You're, you're standing your ground, and you're saying, you know what? I'm not going to be the person that you think I'm going to be. I think I also get upset when I when I am. Really nice to someone and talk about those things in a really、um, nice manner, like especially Facebook. And I can see such a divide between. Oh, I know. I can see such a divide between different people's ages.、Um, I had someone recently that had posted a thing about.、Um, I think it was Mississippi or Alabama. I think Mississippi, where a bunch of、um, uh, immigrants had been detained. From all those different、um, uh, shops, I think it was maybe like a grocery packing plant.、Um, but what happened was they had posted this article, and one of their friends said, all of a sudden, like, "Oh, can you imagine that many people got detained all in one place?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, it's it's not、uh, not the problem that." All of these people were detained. It wasn't one spot. So first of all, you didn't read the article. 
it was eight different places that everyone got detained. And I'm like, second of all, I said in a very nice way, like, um, that's that's not correct. Our our country is founded on immigration. Like, even two or three generations back, your family came over here from another country. So, but they were like, well, we shouldn't have to feed and take care of those families. I'm like, but you're not though. Like they're they're striving and living and we originally took land from someone. That was like that's how our nation started. Uh cuz it wasn't ours. And I said respectfully, I have to disagree with what you're saying. This is my opinion. And then they deleted my Facebook comment. So <laughs> I kept all the other racist stuff up there. So I think that we should be if you want to talk politically and if you want to talk about race and immigration and you know all uh injustice in the world you have to stand up for your side of it and you can't just only look at it on one end we all have to look at everything and i think that's the key formula of not selling out and this whole episode it's just talking about being authentic to who you are right and being you know staying true excuse me to your roots so in the day and age that we live in where everyone has a mob mentality, it's no longer cool anymore, I feel like, to really stick up for someone. Because if you stick up and you say something, then you're out of bounds or you're the nerd or you're stupid and then you're the victim. But I think to really not sell out, it's the matter of just speaking up and saying something. I think that just having your own voice and not depending on the voice of others who have more money than you holds a lot more power. I say you know, to our team all the time that a fist is stronger with, you know, five fingers in one. So essentially when it comes to Jay-Z being at the head of the table, he's bringing to the table and bringing to the, he's bringing to the table ideas and things that the country's already known have been aware of. However, because of his influence musically and because of his influence artistically because of his influence in the boardroom as a businessman he's able to kind of have his hands on both ends he's able to be with the white collar with the one percent and he's able to be with the people and he can kind of be like the negotiator per se yeah i think Uh, it's a good change it's a great change and i think uh before we you know before we go off the wagon (laughs) i know that this whole episode is surrounded about selling out and we don't know what's going behind closed doors, but Jay-Z does. And Jay-Z knows his intentions. So just quickly, just give me just a, a situation where you've done something where people thought you were doing the complete opposite, but you actually had good intentions in what you were doing. So, for example, when I started off in the episode, I was talking about, you know, taking advantage of my private school education and using that to uplift and, and you know, really kind of look out for, my, for people that look like me, but because I tried to become more cultured, become more well-read and more well-spoken, it seemed like I put a target on my back rather than bring something to the table that would be of value to people that look like me. So I was doing something good, you know, I'm, and I guess as I get older, I'm, I guess you can say I'm quote unquote breaking the stereotype as uh, JR was stating and our honesty so about the truth episode you guys should go check that out uh but essentially sarah uh jr i mean what's what's an instance where you were doing the right thing and you know you were doing the right thing but on the outside it looked like you were doing a really messed up thing 
So ladies first. Mm. Sarah. Go ahead, Jer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Fuck you. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. The only thing I can think of that comes to mind, at least uh, recently, just when you're saying someone thinks I'm doing something for not the same reasons or harm. Like yeah. You have ill intent, but you actually have good intent. It can be um, anything like, hey, I mom, actually, I didn't answer the phone today because I was cleaning up the house to surprise yeah. you. I had, um, the only thing I could think of right now is I had like a, a while back, I had a customer that I was helping out and I have such a weird accent from living different places. So I have like Pennsylvania and then I was in New Jersey for two years, like talking with you guys. Sometimes I get a little bit more of like, like slang, I guess, or just kind of, you know, like sometimes New Jersey people put S's at the end of things like, hey, uh, what's your mom's making for, new, you know, for dinner or so like stuff like that. There's small differences you don't really notice. Um, and then being in Michigan, I also like I picked up things from there. But I was talking to this customer and all I said was like, I was like, hey, hey uh, can I help you out with anything? And I guess the way I said it, like it was this uh bigger black woman she goes what and i was like no i just can't you do you need help with anything over there and she like i guess the way she had taken me like can i help you out with anything like just the way i said it she was like uh no i'm good and i'm like did i say something and she was like no just the way you said it like i don't know like a like slang or like from the hood i was like no so i don't I was just asking, like, do you need help with something? It was so, it was such an uncomfortable um, conversation because I had no intention of the way that I said something. And she was totally like taken aback. She literally laughed in my face. <laughs> and I was like, I, that's not all I want to know if you need help. If you don't, we're good then, I guess, like, you, you got it. <laughs> she, but she just kept laughing at me because I guess she thought that. The way I, she thought I was trying to assimilate somehow to speak into her. And I was like, no, it's just the way that I talk. <laughs> that's the only, that's, that's something that, at least for me, like, I felt so weird because I had no intention of, like, changing how I talk for anyone. Like, that's just the way my voice sounds. Right. And, and JR, what about you? Uh, it's, it's hard to, for me to say. Like, I've I never been in, like, a situation like that. So I'm, like, sitting here, I'm listening to what she's saying, and I'm like, I don't know. Have you ever had an <laughs> instance where you were at your job and someone didn't think that you worked at your job and it was kind of uncomfortable? Other than, like, what I just told you about uh, that, that uncomfortable thing with that dude, that was it. But, like... Well, I'm saying this all to say that at the end of the day, in the world that we live in, we are filled with so much information every day that it's very hard to kind of keep up with the Joneses per se. Every moment we're looking online, looking at an article that may be real, may be fake, but yet it's drawn a narrative. Whenever you're playing a video game, whenever you're listening to music, our culture, um, they actually are saying how the 90s was the last decade to be nostalgic because now we live in a decade and an era where people can go out and they don't have to watch the same news. They don't have to watch the same TV shows. They can venture out and watch. So many options. Yeah, so essentially, uh, with all the information that's presented to us, whether it's, you know, the news 
talking about, you know, terrorist threats. When it comes to the news talking about how you should be a real man and how you should really treat women or how, you know, women of color should talk or how men of color should talk. Because we're so inundated with so much information, it is so easy for everyone to create their own unreal, unrealistic expectations of how someone should act and how someone should be. So this idea of selling out is more so, I feel like, a hashtag. It's more of a kind of an afterthought. I don't think there's much thought in that word anymore. Because if we want to go ahead and revisit that word, it's a person who betrays a cause, organization, like a traitor or something of that sort. Uh, but if you're a traitor, you're kind of turning your back on a cause or something that you believe in. And I think at the end of the day, we all want what's best for our country. We all want what's best for our fellow humans. And at sometimes we may come off as a sellout, but you know, at the end of the day, we want the exact same thing. You know, when I was growing up, you know, there's many instances where I thought my parents were kind of selling out. You know, hey mom, hey dad, how come you're not letting me go to this event? How come I can't buy this toy? How come I can't do this and the other? And as I got older and more mature, I understood why their how their sellout became not being a sellout. It was actually a blessing in disguise. If, if I would have gotten what I wanted, I would have been a spoiled brat. If I would have done this, I would have gotten myself hurt. So, you know, to see Jay-Z as a sellout, like JR was saying and Sarah saying that if you really want change to be done, you need to look at the person in the mirror and you need to make change within yourself. And if you feel like you're doing a great job with yourself, then start off with your family and start off at your job to start a community. But but don't rely on one person to carry the weight of decades and decades and centuries of things that have been going on and that will continue to go on uh, beyond us. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, but essentially, just don't be like a sellout. This is, you know, just, just I mean, <laughs> be you. Just be don't genuine. do it. Yeah. Just, just be, be genuine. Yeah. At the end of the day, just keep it real with yourself before you keep it real with anybody else like it, 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 it sounds weird but like be a realist like yo am I doing this right or like do I see what, what the goal is at the end of it you know what I mean like as long as I'm being real to myself I, I, I can't I, I don't care what you think I don't care what anybody thinks as long as I know what I'm doing and I feel as though that that that's the right thing for me to do because I know what my end goal is. I know it might be shitty how I get there, but if I know what my end goal is, like, don't let anybody judge you. As long as you're okay with it and you can live with yourself like that, don't worry about it. Sarah? Yeah, I agree. Just stick to how you want to present yourself I mean if we're if you know what you're doing is uh, the right path or the right goal and if it's perceived from if you got to go through something where it's perceived that it's wrong and I don't want to say that the ends justifies the means because it doesn't always but sometimes other people aren't going to understand what the end is like they're not going to see you know the uh they're just going to see the beginning of the yellow brick road. They're not going to see everything that you went through to get to the end of it. 
to get to, you know, us, like to, to be able to, to see the, the complete package of everything that you did leading up to that. So, I mean, if what Jay-Z is doing in order to make something better, it's definitely, it's definitely the road he has to take. And some people are going to be looking at it, um, as something he shouldn't be doing, but if he knows what, uh, what he wants to do and he knows it's going to make something better, then he should keep going for it. I mean, we should all feel the same way. If there's something that you really want to strive for, if there's something that you really want to, uh, make different, I mean, posting about it is good, but also like, you know, take the opportunity to tell people how you feel, um, and make it apparent in that moment, you know? And, and just don't rely on technology to do the work for you. You got to put in that footwork. Because if you don't, then, you know, you ultimately are projecting the same fears that you have upon yourself. The same people that are kind of having that mob mentality of, oh, how dare you turn your back? Right. Oh, okay, well, once again, like JR said, what have you done? And what are you going to do? Because right now, you know, we're talking, but, you know, behind closed doors, there are things that JR and Sarah and myself are doing. You know, I myself deal with anxiety. And because I deal with a lot of anxiety, I'm using my anxiety as a catalyst to share uplifting messages on my Instagram page. So you'll notice a lot of quotes and a lot of inspirational videos. If anything, I'm doing that for myself because, you know, I want to digest positive and good information um, in my mind. Because a diet, uh, I know Dr. Sebi's family, you can Google Dr. Sebi, awesome nutritionist but um and doctor but essentially a diet is more than just what you put what you eat but it's what you consume with your mind you know so right now if you want to compare our podcast to a food it's like a home-cooked steak dinner and if you're a vegan it's a good salad you know it's it's a good nutritious you know thing to consume because right now you're not taking in things that will shape your opinion in a bad way. Right now, you have a golden opportunity to listen from a black guy, a white woman, and a Latina, and a, a Latina man. And like- Call one, me a Latina? Yeah, I don't know what the proper <laughs> enunciation or description for that is, but this is this is how you grow. This is how we get better, as if we talk, not tweeting. Um, and that's, you know, why- that's your two cents. Yeah, that's my two cents. <laughs> that's 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 my two cents. Grind um, your gears. Right, but before we go, Sarah, Jr., anything else to say before we head off? Now, nah, I think you said it perfectly. You summed it up beautifully. Like, mm-hmm. go out there, do son. Write to your congressman or whatever you need to do to let your voice be heard in a in a positive manner. In a positive manner, um, do that. Mm-hmm. Get other people like-minded people to be able to do the same thing make those changes don't sit at home and it's type away do something about it get hype about change go go vote like so do something that whatever you think should be done i mean just be inclusive but you know and be respective but Man, if you want to make a change, you got to go out there and do something about it. And as Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. 
So this is Good one. I you know. Love Gandhi. <laughs> awesome guy. Owes me some money. So many good quotes. No, yeah. (laughs) Awesome guy. But, um... Gandhi and Mother Teresa, is that your poker game for the... Yes. Yeah. Mother Teresa owes me, like, ten bucks. But that's okay. I forgive her, because I know she forgives me. But anyway, this has been So About Yesterday. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, take care of yourself. Be the change that you want to see in the world. And get off that Twitter and stop hashtagging and get out and do something. All right. Bye. Bye. How do you work this thing? Oh, this is Sarah's mom, and this is my favorite podcast. I don't really care for swear words, but I do care about you subscribing and listening every Thursday. Mama does know best. <laughs>